Welcome to issue 136 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters unfairly labeled as villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Rowan, and joining me tonight are Daniel. Hello, good evening, welcome, Rowan, what a delight to have you. Thank you so much, Steve. Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. And Mike. Hey, Rowan, oh, this is so much fun. I'm so glad you could come on. Thank you for having me. Longtime listeners might know that uh, one time I was with a group that managed to beat the whole Galaxy's Most Wanted campaign using all the rules and standard encounter sets. And Rowan here was a third of that group. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was. Hey, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember beating Ro, uh, beating Ronin on the first try? Oh, it was amazing. I yeah. I have spoken about that to so many people. Yeah, it only took us one month, guys. One month. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a lot of fun. It really was. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Uh, if you haven't been listening, what are you doing with your life? Oh, nice. Just. Nice. Just start at the beginning and embrace the joy that is this podcast. I might be our <laughs> best awesome. guest host ever. <laughs> yeah, right up to number one right there. Yeah. Hey, Daniel. Mike, hi. How's it going? It's got okay. A, got a question to ask you. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. What's on your mind tonight? I'll tell you, Mike. A giveaway. Ooh, I love yeah, giveaways. Yeah, we love our giveaways. And we have another one. This one is being hosted by one of our fanatical minions. Guys, do you remember Ken S? Oh, yeah. Yep. What did uh, he win, Steve? What did he win? He won our Ultron Nemesis, uh, a.k.a. the Vision Hero Pack giveaway, when we asked right. people to write in little little stories. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and then that was hosted by our local minion, Jamie O. Remember him? Yep. I remember he him. Was, he was our 100th issue winner. You remember that, right? I do. This is like a chain of generosity here. I love it. Yes. Yes. Well put, Steve. And it's what's so great about this community, is it not? Well, Ken has a professionally printed Cree Fanatic modular set to give away. Nice. Oh, my. That's right. That's right. You can win yourself a set of the Ronin modular that was the virtual Gen Con cards from a few years ago. You guys, I printed those out. Have you guys printed those out? Oh, yeah. Mine yeah, don't look I, that great, but I bet these look fantastic. So to enter this contest, folks, all you need to do is post on our Facebook or our YouTube page uh, the links this issue with a uh, hashtag prefanatic. And if you like, tell us why Ronan is so awesome. And everyone that posts will be entered to win. You have one week from the release of this issue to enter. And join me, folks, in saying thank you, Ken S. For your generosity. Yes, thank you, Ken. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Ken. Yeah. Am I eligible to win? Wait, what? am I eligible to win? I need a set of these cards. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're totally eligible to win. In oh, fact, okay. you winning would be the ultimate villainy. <laughs> that would be. Actually, I just right. ordered a set of these, and then he contacted <laughs> us to say he had some to give away. It's like perfect. So, folks, feel free to you know try, but Steve's gonna win. <laughs> No. All right, Steve. We're not just contests and giveaways here. What what are we doing tonight? Yeah, so tonight 
Rowan is going to tell us all about the Enchantress during our Shadow of the Past issue for Valkyrie. Right on. Okay, Rowan, why don't you, you did all the backstory for Enchantress. Why don't you tell us about this character? Happily. So while there have been a few people called the Enchantress, the one in Marvel Champions is the original and personally I think the most interesting. Her name's Amora. Um, We don't know a lot about her parentage, but she's Asgardian, and she has a sister named Lorelei. In her early years, she was an apprentice to the Queen of the Norns, who we all know from the Norn Stones, Camilla. And then after leaving her service, or being banished, I mean, unfairly, obviously. Of course. (laughs) She began her journey as a lifelong learner by seducing powerful beings and learning their mystical secrets, just like you do. Is Camilla... The character who enchanted the Wrecker's crowbar? I feel like that's who that is. That's, that's entirely possible. Okay. Yeah, I didn't... You mean I didn't the actual crowbar? The crowbar, yeah. Remember, the like, the, like, the Wrecker was in a hotel room, and she thought she was going to see Loki. I think that's that character. Okay, go ahead. That's, Sorry. That's totally possible. No, no, it's fine. That means there's, like, double connection to Wrecking Crew here. I'll get to that in a little bit. So, some really interesting things about... Amora is she's she very much embraces the idea of to thine own self be true. She's worked for a lot of people, everyone from Odin to she worked for Loki quite a bit to the Mandarin um, to Magneto. And she ended up marrying Malaketh the accused or the accursed. But what's really interesting about her is the only time she's actually made her own group. And interestingly enough, the only time she posed as somebody other than herself was when she pretended to be Valkyrie, created two successive new Valkyries in order to, I think she was terrorizing the Avengers at the time. She does that a lot. Okay, good. Yeah, she's got a plethora of powers. Everyone knows about her seduction and beguiling, but she's also really well known for, um, obviously, mind control. She also dimension travels, does some time manipulation, energy manipulation, telepathy, illusion control, levitation, transmutation, and like I said, she can awaken superpowers in other people. So she's a lot more than just a pretty face. She's also the prettiest of faces. But this is why I think she's here as Valkyrie's nemesis, is because she did pose as Valkyrie. She created a succession of Valkyries, and she also trapped Brunhilde Valkyrie's soul into a gem, while at the same time causing numerous, numerous problems for Asgard and Midgard, and having the bad habit of going into the Realm of Dead and trying to bring her lovers and minions back to life. She's been dissuaded from doing so, but never really stopped, which is kind of interesting. Interesting. Love so is love. This, uh, love is love. Yeah. Love is love. Uh, I think Brunhilde has, it's becoming a trope now, her soul getting stuck in other things. Vicky, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, isn't yeah. she an Annabelle for a while? Or uh, when her signature ally? I think they share the same body oh, for a bit. Yeah. Now. That's what she oh, does. yeah. Okay. That seems likely. So you said she marries Malekith the Accursed. Daniel, that means she's involved in the second Dark Elf conflict, maybe. I hope so. Your favorite conflicts. The best conflict in all of Marvel. <laughs> well, tell us more, Rowan. 
Oh, sure. So that was during the War of the Realms. But yeah, before that, like I said, she's been associated with so many people. We actually first meet her in um, Journey into Mystery number 103 from 1964, where she was working for Odin. And he sent her down to Midgard to get rid of Jane Foster because Odin believed that she was, in fact, um, a distraction for Thor uh, and wanted to get rid of her. So in this comic, from what I can tell, this is the only time that she doesn't successfully seduce something. And the thing that she doesn't successfully seduce is Mjolnir. That said, the rest of the time, right? The rest of the time, the original Mjolnir, not necessarily a copy Mjolnir, but the rest of the time, she's able to pretty much do what she wants. She'll get thwarted in the end, usually through some very convoluted thing. But when she wants to seduce something, she does. Like I said, she did time manipulation, which arguably is seducing time. You just convince it to go in an opposite direction. How is that different from seduction? I think that's really interesting about that. I think that's one of the reasons I find her so tremendously fascinating is that she very much knows who she is and leans into her role as being a seductress by instead of just sticking to seducing men and women, she decides that everything can be seduced, including things like time and dimensions, space, gravity, whatever that's cool and that makes her extremely formidable i feel like the ramifications for that are extreme oh yeah you know one of her um main (laughs) opponents one of the people who's irritated her the most is scarlet witch so i think it would be fair to say that scarlet witch is amora's nemesis but i don't think it's all fair to say that amora is scarlet witch's nemesis which is why she's showing up as valkyrie's nemesis because there's more of that personal connection with Valkyrie. Yeah, she's had one very loyal minion to her, and she's had numerous um, numerous lovers, which is not surprising. She's a, a goddess of seduction, essentially. So it's not terribly surprising she's had a few of those. Thor, not terribly surprising that she's been involved with him. But the interesting one for me is Heimdall who you don't think of being uh, someone's lover, but yeah, there we go. At the end of the Suter War, she and Heimdall hook up, which is really lovely, actually. (laughs) Does that go the distance? (laughs) It it doesn't seem like... I believe he unfortunately dies. And so, in as much as it could have gone the distance, it does. Um, He's one of the people that she tries to bring back from the dead and then is dissuaded by a few people. And then she tries to attack, she decides to, to go attack the world tree and is convinced to not do that. And then after that point, she sort of fades from being part of Asgard. She's trapped behind an Odin shield in Norwegian forest, where she's found by the Sisterhood, who are a group of fairly powerful women mutants. So... We're talking about Madeline, Celine, Lady Deathstrike, and Typhoid Mary. Daniel, there you go. There's a group for you for when we were talking about what we want to see. The Sisterhood. That I would cool. love to see yeah. that. It's It yeah. seems very cool. I want to personally design the Typhoid Mary card. <laughs> Got some ideas. Got some so, ideas. So do I. Just don't use the picture of the original Typhoid Mary, and I think we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so they bring her back, and then after she gets involved with this group of mutants, she sort of hops around with other mutants. That's actually, I think, how she meets Magneto. I'm not entirely sure, but during the Axis storyline, she shows up as a member of Magneto's uh, supervillain group during the fight with Red Skull's Red Onslaught form. And here's where it get, gets interesting. Remember how I said she's mostly been fighting the Avengers and dealing with them? During that onslaught, Scarlet Witch and Doctor Doom create a moral inversion. And so for a little while, Magneto and Enchantress are actually one of the new Avengers, fighting the now villainous Avengers and X-Men, just kind of swapping that around. So it's neat to see. She, she doesn't fully align with villains, arguably. She certainly doesn't fully align with heroes, again, arguably. When it counts, she's there. So she's there at Ragnarok. She's there helping Asgard at Ragnarok because that's her home. And she also helps Thor and the Warriors 3 return Odin to the throne of Asgard. So she does like stability. I think she's just interested in... I think she's an ambitious woman, seeing how far she can go with the powers she's been given and how far she can expand herself, which I think is pretty far. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. She shows up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? The show? I don't think they call her Enchantress, but I think that's her. Oh, yeah, that episode where Lady Sif shows and, up. And, like, Lady Sif then shows up because she's chasing her across realms. Yep. That's quite possible, yeah. I know that's not canon, but... No, no, it's fine. Um, So... Just to talk, speaking of not canon, let's talk about, well, Sylvie Lushton is canon. She's the other person who's held the position of Enchantress. Well, not really position. She's taken on the title. Once Amora kind of disappears from storylines, or at least disappears from Asgardian storylines, Loki, with whom obviously Enchantress had worked quite a bit, although I don't think he ever saw the full extent of her power, decided to make a new Enchantress, like you do. <laughs> and she is Sylvie Lushton. She's a member of the Young Masters. And she takes Melter on, uh, who's her teammate, as, as her sort of official lover, which the Enchantress really never had. So she's quite young. I think she only appeared... Yeah, her first appearance was in 2009, so she's very young. I suspect she's still being kind of fleshed out. But what's interesting about that is the only person we see in the MCU to have similar powers of like mind control and charming to the Enchantress is in the Loki TV series. There's a character there named Sylvie who is having those same seductive powers. She seems to be more of a cross between Enchantress and Lady Loki, who, I mean, I would absolutely love to see Lady Loki somewhere, but I don't know if that's in the cards yet, no pun intended. I did not know <laughs> there was even a Lady Loki. There is a Lady Loki. So of course there in, is. All right. Well, Loki was a Lady Loki once. Yeah, exactly. In Norse history, Lady Loki is... Just Loki, but a lady. Loki doesn't really have a gender. No. Nope. One of the neat things about the MCU is that canonically, Loki's a mom. If you remember back in the early Thor movies, uh, you see Odin riding an eight-legged horse. That's Sleipnir, and that's right. Loki's child. Yeah. 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 And to whom 
Loki is the mother. We learned that Laufey is really his mom, but in the movies he's a frost giant dad. And yeah, we discussed <laughs> yeah. we discussed this a little bit. Uh, gender bending. Yeah, it's a whole it's uh, a whole Loki's thing. Family. Yes. yes. Gender is a, is just a construct. It's it's a pretend thing. It's fine. It's one of those things that she can seduce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was going to ask if Sylvie from the Loki show is who you're talking about. So half maybe? No, right. half maybe. She's yeah. originally from Dark Reign, the Young Avengers number one from July 2009. Okay. Um, so Sylvie Lushton is actually in the comics. Sylvie, a character named Sylvie is also in the MCU. And there's like, it's easy to get confused between those two yeah. because they're kind of similar. They're both connected to Loki. It's just that one of them actually was Loki, and the other one <laughs> is not. So I think she's she's definitely from somewhere on Earth. Uh, oh, Broxton, Oklahoma. So definitely not Asgardian. But the one that we have in Marvel Champions is Asgardian, with a truly fascinating history. And yeah, it's at, at first blush with someone with a woman named Enchantress, you definitely think, oh, she's just here to seduce people, but she's really not. She had that one loyal follower who I don't think she ever seduced or enchanted. He was generally just loyal to her. And when he died for, I think, the third and final time, she was genuinely upset about that. You can imagine her being fairly lonely, never knowing if someone's interested in her because they want to exploit her power or because she's seductive uh, and how many people actually valued her for her. So, yeah. Another misunderstood villain. Completely. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was a yeah, that was a thorough awesome. backstory. Yeah. Thank you. And I like that she's not the Enchantress, just Enchantress. Yeah. Point. Yeah. So do we know when she was first released? We do. She was first released in, there we go, Journey into the Mystery number 103 in April of 1964. That was her first appearance in the Marvel Universe. 64, okay. Yeah. So quite an extensive history all throughout the late 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So right around the fantastic time when comics started to get weird. And she <laughs> was through all of it. We call that bananas on our show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she she went through all of the bananas. Like yeah. anytime you need someone just to like be a really delightful foil, it looks like she shows up and does that. So yeah. Seems like she may be that cheap answer that you saw in the on the DC side of things where like how do you how do you beat Superman? Oh, you you mind control him. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think that's probably how she started and then she just blossomed from there yeah i i think it's been a fantastic journey for her i hope she comes back last she's heard from is during the war of the realm storyline when she was invading midgard along with malekith the the accursed and curse and yeah then she shows up in uruguay trying to raise the dead and then Ghost Rider and Doctor Strange and Balder ward her off, which is just an unusual combination of people. And yeah, it's that's what she does. She makes unusual combinations of people do unusual things. Mm. <laughs> Whether through her own volition, their own volition, or just circumstance. So 
Quite I also find it interesting villain. that you mentioned that she and Scarlet Witch were at odds, and their crowns are not dissimilar. Mm-hmm. She really doesn't like Scarlet Witch. She think she considers Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Witch's ability as an affront to her own godhood. Because you do need to remember, the Enchantress Amora is a god. You know, she's Asgardian. She worked on this sort of from the ground up, as it were. And here comes Scarlet Witch with powers that are pretty darn similar. Although she's obviously significantly more powerful, canonically. Uh, so far, I don't think Amora has created her own reality. She just messes with the one that currently exists. Yeah. <laughs> A mere mid-guardian. A mere, yeah, exactly. Dares to challenge her powers. How dare she? And then she takes over her outfit. Just just rude. It's like wearing the same thing to the party as someone else. Yeah. In a different no, it's color. Different. Mine's green. It's different. Right. <laughs> well, should we um, look at some cards here? Let's do it. All right. So these cards are found in the Mad Titan Shadows Wave, the Valkyrie pack. We're going to look at one obligation and then five cards four by title. Mike, why don't you tell us about the obligation? Because, you know, that's how we roll here. Sure, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> this is trouble in other world. It's an obligation. Give to the Brunhilde player. Valkyrie cannot attack the enemy with Deathglow attached. Alter ego action. Spend an energy and a mental resource to remove trouble from other trouble in other world from the game. And it has two boost icons. And notably, no exhaust to remove this card instead option. Yeah, this is one of those ones that just comes out and sits in front of you. Mm-hmm. So hmm. you get rid of it. That's harsh. For Valkyrie, that's really harsh. Yeah. Mike, what is Otherworld? Uh, that's a good question. That is obviously not this world. <laughs> it's the other world. The other it's not world. this world. It's not that world. <sighs> okay. Okay. I'm not up on my Brunhilde. <laughs> does that have anything to do with Enchantress or no? I don't think it okay. does. It well, is a fictional dimension that appeared in Marvel Comics, um, sometimes called Avalon. Um, mm. Also generally known, it's another word for the multiverse as well, which I think is probably what they're referring to here. And so is she getting like some alarm bell ringing in her head that she's going to take care of something? I think that's probably what's going on. It is certainly that what's is what it, it's what it looks like. That looks like uh She's being she's being called to somewhere else. Yeah. Trouble in, in other world. I mean, she is the Valkyrie. She's the one who uh you know, decides who's going to Valhalla or not, right? So yeah. if there's if there's fighting happening, she's gonna know about it. No, good point. Mm. Well then I feel like it should be the card should read something like give to the Brunilda player she misses a whole turn. <laughs> I mean, it effectively Arsh, does. Like it. They just use more words. <laughs> or two turns. Or, I don't know, like she just goes off to Otherworld for a while. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't really get, I don't get the effect of this card very much. What do you mean? Well, like, theme-wise, oh, I don't understand it at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, she had a target, and now she's got to go somewhere else. That's pretty much all it is. Almost seems like she's focused on one thing and then got like the world's worst cell phone ring going off. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. It's it's in this bag somewhere and I don't know where right. it is. Maybe it's under the cushion. I don't know. Um, and now the Badoon is gone. 
So now I have to go find him, and he's the one with my death glow. <laughs> yeah, he just walked off with it. Um. Me- mechanically, I think it's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because those are not icons she has. And it doesn't give you the option to flip to it, so it's not a free flip, spend and come back. You have to spend a whole turn flipped. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike, you've you've played Brun- Brunhilda. How often are you in Alter Ego with her? Are they uh, ever... As little as possible. Okay. Because I'm bailing you. Language. Sorry. <laughs> Language, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I wasn't prepared for that answer. <laughs> I'm shocked, Mike. I don't think I was prepared for that either. Sorry, wow. guys. I I had to. No, no. Wow. Um, it's been a long day, hasn't it? For although you? anyone who watched the last show, it's not a lie. <laughs> I actually don't remember that game. Did I save? Language. Save mine too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're a team, Mike. Yeah, that's that's true. sort of that's how it works. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, uh, villains. Villains being These villains. villains to each other. <laughs> All in jest, good sir. All in jest. Oh, I know. Well, let's hear about uh, the, the villainous of the hour. Rowan, why don't you read Enchantress for us? Happily. So Enchantress is a minion. She's got two scheme and one attack. Five health, which is lovely to see. She's obviously as Guardians, who we were talking about before, and she's elite. She has a when revealed effect, so you search the encounter deck, discard pile, and the set-aside area for a copy of Seduced and attach it to your identity, and then presumably shuffle the encounter deck. I actually wow. love that it just says shuffle. It just says Whenever shuffle, I play this me... card, I just shuffle everything. Absolutely. Uh, I shuffle the set-aside two... area. I said I shuffle the discard pile. Just name I shuffle. I just shuffle everything. You should shuffle your own deck, too. Just, yep, just, I shuffle my own deck. I, sh- I, I reach over to Mike and I shuffle his deck. It's really annoying. because I. That's really, it's really how you said it before. It's really hard to cheat. <laughs> and she has two uh, bonus icons. So, yeah. This really hurts Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to like seduced on her too that's, that's crazy seduced really is one of those cards that's just I, I don't think anyone's ever been happy when it comes out except for me because i play justice a lot but uh yeah it's a rough one uh, this is one of those minions that her stats are fine you know maybe her scheme should be a little higher uh and her five health she's gonna last around maybe two but she does something when she hits the table yes. Which is yeah. the best part of it. And she does something significant when she hits the Yeah, table. it's like a better oh, quick yeah. strike, eh, hey, Steve? Yeah, yeah. 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 Th- this Enchantress is neat when she comes up with other effects too, like uh Kang level three, where you go get all your nemesis minions and, and you maybe haven't put seduced in the deck yet. So it could come out without having to have Shadow of the Past. Yeah. There's like the card in the expert two set that goes and fetches. Your nemesis minion. Um, so you get to get a seduced into the, the set as well. Yeah. And only one copy. That's neat. It's really neat. Yeah. And it's out, right? It's not like shuffled in. It's it's in play. So that that's pretty nice. Well, Steve, maybe we should hear about this seduced card next. Okay. Seduced. There are two of these. It is an attachment attached to your identity. You cannot make basic attacks or play attack events. Oh. 
alter ego action, spend an energy and a mental resource, discard this card. And it has two boost icons. I love that it just shuts down attacks. No basic attacks, no attack events. You just can't attack. So yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. at the picture. They look so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? They're like off in a little dreamscape. Yeah. Well, well dead-eyed, honestly. They're, yeah. just, <laughs> they're yeah. disassociating Netflix like we all do. So when I first saw the art, it looked to me like her eyes were closed. And she's sort of like la-la landing. But now I see that oh. they seem to be open and greeny. Yeah. yeah. And that is definitely Brunhilde on there. Hey, yeah. you know what resources your fighters always have? Energy and mental. <laughs> yeah. So help me with this, guys. If you're seduced, how can you thwart? How can you do anything? Like, aren't you only going to do whatever you were told to do? Like, clearly the villain is going to want you to not do all the heroic things you want to do. I mean, Enchantress has layers. So maybe Enchantress is only really interested in your attack abilities and she's less concerned about your thwarting because she's okay. underestimated you puny mortals. Fair. Mm, nice. There you go. I, I mean, it, it's taken the fight out of you, right? Yeah. You don't want to harm the person who has seduced you, but that doesn't mean you aren't going to go and, I don't know, fix a broken door that they're trying to knock down <laughs> or something. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about, you know, like saving people from a burning building. But I like where you went. Yeah. But he says that he cares about the villain's scheming. True. Because she's manipulating, right? Maybe she's trying to play both sides. She wants to get what she wants in the end. So she's going to let you. Well, I like that, Mike. Certainly certainly works in line with her character. Also, just from a balancing mechanic, if it was make basic attacks, basic thwarts, play attack events, or play thwart events. I mean, that that seems a little unfair. That's a little harsh, um, since this is definitely harsh. coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm finding her to, I'm finding her to be quite beguiling. I'm enthralled. Mm-hmm. In fact... Oh, you're doing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, there is one beguiled in the set. And let me read the when revealed first. So when revealed, attached to the ally with the highest cost without Beguiled attached. Attached ally engages its controller. Otherwise, this card gains Surge. And it's got one boost. So what does it mean to have this attached? Well, it means that you are an enthralled minion with a blank text box. The attached minion's scheme is equal to its printed thwart, and it does not take consequential damage. So we've seen this before. Like, this is how you turn someone into a Draugr, right? Yeah, Fallen Warrior. Yep, Beguiled. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, this this is a little bit different, though, because what saves this card is that it doesn't affect your ally. It affects the highest cost ally at the table. Oh, oh like yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I like that the word enthralled is in bold, like it matters. <laughs> Maybe it <laughs> will later on. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, it's an enthralled minion. So somewhere, somehow, down the line enthralled minions are going to matter. Now, that trait is shared like in uh, goblin gimmicks and stuff, right? Or goblin stuff? Oh. I imagine they're enthralled. Isn't that the whole point of the... Because there are goblin thralls, right? Yeah. Do they have the trait of being enthralled? I wonder. Oh. Because as you say, Rowan, they are literally thralls. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So I wonder if it matters there. I don't think it does, but... I think they're mostly just goblins. Hmm. Hmm. That's too bad. 
Yeah, I I wonder if it will trigger or mean anything because um, Fallen Warrior where it makes them undead does matter. That does matter a, absolutely. There's the side scheme. Yeah, so. Goblin Thrall is just a goblin. It does not have the enthralled trait. I'm so excited to see what they do with the enthralled trait. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so there is one way for the heroes to get around beguiled, other than like a straight up canceling of it, or maybe there just are no allies in play. I was say, they just have no friends like Mike's decks. Right. It, Ooh, any no. of these attachments, uh, like um, <laughs> beguiled, seduced, uh, the fallen warrior, there's that basic Vivian card ally who, when it comes into play, will blank an attachment. Mm-hmm. So you could blank the beguiled attachment and then for the whole turn. And then that ally could either be, you know, you could attack with it and try to kill it off with consequential damage, or you could block with it and it'll die. So there's one cheaty way around it for the heroes. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that was, that was pointed out by one of our listeners, and I forget their name. I'm sorry, but thanks for pointing that out. Now, that's only then Vision that can do that, right? It's the, it, it's the Vivian basic ally. That's it. Oh, okay. okay. I still think that's a great card. It's really fun. And the fact that it like blanks the text box, if somebody had a uh, had just played um, Nick Fury, he's not going to go away. He's going to be this guy that's out there and they're not going to be able to shuffle it back into their deck and that sort of thing. Because he's, he's expensive, right? So, And I, I'm guessing if you like are a leadership player and you, you have one of those decks where you build up your allies to be like monsters, mm-hmm. like they're still holding their laser guns and their shields and stuff, right? Yeah, well, yeah. definitely. Well, yeah. Yep. Oh my god, that's fun. Yeah. You know the things that ignore tough and that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I'm a fan of these two cards, Seduced and Beguiled. I like what, how they change the game. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you come across these, it definitely, like you said, completely changes the game. It's neat because she doesn't have any minions with her. Right. But she can yeah. make the minions or she can make it, the identity do what it wants. So that that's exactly. kind of a, a neat way to go about creating that part of the challenge. Yeah, really well said. And yeah, if you're playing solo Valkyrie, which is, you know, a challenge, and I applaud that, <laughs> these cards are tough. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. really rough. <laughs> really yep. rough hard counters. Yeah. Oh. They're both very powerful enchantments, aren't they, Mike? Yes, they are. <laughs> I think we're doing a thing again. We're doing a thing again. Oh, I'm supposed to read it? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, we got to put you to Segway school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, uh, I just wanted to see how long you'd sit there. This is powerful <laughs> enchantments. This is a how villainous. <laughs> Behind Amora's charm. Oh, it is Amora. Behind Amora's charm lies cruel ambition and the power to subdue those in her way. Two threat, hinder one per player. It has an acceleration icon, and players cannot discard attachments that are attached to friendly characters with two boost icons. I love it. Wow. (laughs) So you have to pair this. I mean, I guess you can't. Yeah, you can pair this, right? So this with with like Legions of Hell would be a lot of fun. Yep. For some definitions of fun, absolutely. (laughs) So if I have this right, you pull Shadow of the Past. You pull Enchantress, who puts a copy of Seduced on you, and then you pull Powerful Enchantments. And you can't get rid of Seduced until you get rid of this. That's yep. right. And your That's name correct. is Valkyrie. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, Valkyrie has that one great four card that you played a couple times the other night, Mike, but it costs two, and you have to kill a minion to do it. Now I understand why being seduced doesn't keep you from Daniel, thwarting. you have to kill the, a minion to trigger that card. <laughs> All of her abilities trigger her off of your killing stuff. Oh dear. Dude, you almost want to draw your obligation and go to Otherworld for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's awesome. Powerful enchantments is great if you're playing the Galactic Artifacts. The Obedience Potion, you can't remove. The Poison, you can't yeah, remove. Right? right? Uh, there's some of those. There's a... Um, there's a couple of them in the Venom Goblin scenario that attach to your identity that yeah, you, you that? can't attack. Uh, I mean, there's so many that's fun that ones. That's Venom-webbed thing, right? Yep. I remember yep. several friends of mine were very upset when that came out yep. because yep. we were all playing Spider People, Web Warriors, and uh, it just seemed so unfair. <laughs> you can't web a webber. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like surely we've done this to ourselves before right come on so, steve you've cobbled together modular sets just because you wanted to if we made a modular set of all attachments that go on friendly characters what do we got how many like we could get a good 10 card something something couldn't we probably yeah a couple of those like you said webbed up that's another one um fallen warriors oh that'd be fun and then i would throw this maybe in red skull so that it keeps coming out. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Nice. Along with the Galactic Artifact stuff. I was going to say, it also gives Rhino a chance. To go along with the uh, contest, the accused attaches to you, so Ronan hits you even harder. <laughs> so does everybody. That's an attachment <laughs> that goes on your identity. Yes. Oh, that, even... I think that would be a huge challenge. <laughs> oh, my God, is that fun? So now, you know how the heroes cheat all the time, right? I think after this uh, issue airs, Steve, Mike, Rowan, I don't think anyone's ever going to play Valkyrie again. <laughs> it's just not, I mean, is it worth it to have well, you have to bring friends. Enchantress and her, and her powerful enchantments come out? You have I mean, to bring friends. She's not a solo hero. Yeah, you do have to bring friends, and maybe it depends on how you build her. No, I'm just kidding. I love Valkyrie. I think she's interesting. But this is it. I mean, we talk a lot about, like, you know, sometimes there's been nemesis sets where we're like, eh, it's... It's interesting, but it's not all that bad. Like, this is devastating to the hero that it's the nemesis for. Yeah. And it's not all that great for the friends that she brought along either. You know, like, um, but this is particularly (laughs) just baleful to poor Valkyrie. Yeah. Thanks, Um, Brunhilde. Now my Captain Marvel is seduced or beguiled. Yeah. Here's some other attachments that we want to have out when the powerful enchantments is out. All tied up. From running interference, oh, yeah. you can't ready or change oh, yeah. form. Oh. oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, if you can't change form and you're seduced, yeah. <laughs> and this thing is out. Hmm. Yeah. Um. That I think is right there. Scoop. Frozen, where you can't ready up, right? Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, there's some like when you play against Mysterio, the induced panic, the delusion of collusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a couple of those. Uh, there's some in there's a sum in some other nemesis sets which you never would quite get. So it would be like a twenty card mod. You know, yeah, that? It, it, there's some fun ones. Uh, that, I think the best <laughs> one though is uh, what is it? Media coverage or something like that, where you get double the uh, effects of everything. So yeah, media coverage. 
when revealed cards reveal a second time. So, yeah. Wait, is that is that treacheries that reveal a second time or cards? It says resolve each when revealed ability that you reveal one additional time. You mean like the enchantresses when revealed ability where you search the encounter deck for another copy of Correct. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> play the enchantress, play running interference, see how it goes. So that sounds amazing. And then play seven copies of Shadow <laughs> Past. Oh my goodness. Okay. Wow. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to grade this set. Me too. Mike, why don't you go for I was go you go first. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, this is this is an A plus. It's an A plus. It's got the power, it's got the fun, it's got the theme. I'm with you. I'm gonna give it an A though, because I think Enchantress herself is missing something. Mm. Oh, I believe right. she should have the keyword villainous. True. Yeah. That that would yeah. make sense for her. Yep. Yeah. Um so that is it's gonna be an A for me, but oh this is fun. And her boost icons. The boost icons there should be some threes in this set, so Yeah, okay. Maybe it's yeah, a little they're, bit they're pretty the tame. No, I mean the A plus is still alright, but like seduced or beguiled could also have the reveal this card. Yeah, no, that... no, you you convinced me. You convinced me. This is this is a D. Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't go that it's low. I've I'll seduced go, you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe if there was some way you could get like four seduced in your deck, then then I'd give this an A plus. But for now, no, it's only an A. Oh, stalkers, Brunhilde, Yastig. Okay. Rowan, how about you? You're gonna you're gonna give it a, a letter grade. What do you think? I'd give it an A for again for all the reasons everyone else has too. It's it does her justice. But it's missing something. I think you're right. I think Villainous would tip it over to A+. Um, she's a delight to play. She changes the game. Um, yeah, give it an A. Mike, how do the good people find us to tell us what they think of Entrancers? Yeah, what do you think of Entrancers? And you know what? I want to know how many seduced and beguiled characters you have on your board. Take a photo. Send it to us. <laughs> CriticalEncounters at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast and our Discord. We are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Tuke, and Rowan. Tell us. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Tell them. Tell them. Enchantress, take us out. You love me, don't you? Yes! And I'd love to reminisce, but uh, apparently we're recording, so I have to ask Daniel. What's in your mind tonight? Oh, you're not asking <laughs> Rowan what she's all about? Sorry. I'm looking <laughs> at the show. Guy, you I think you filled not... it in. It's fine. I'll, I'll take that. That's my whole experience. Sorry. I, I... <laughs> I was uh, emotionally unprepared for my part. <laughs> I, I should have explained my day. I have been doing about a thousand little things all day, so I am scattered. But, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Rowan, is there anything else you'd like to chat about? Is there, is there anything... Hey, Rowan! <laughs> oh, boy. Now we're all oh, in the mood. Now we're all in the mood. Um, <laughs> Rowan, is there anything else you'd like to say to the guests before we get started? What? <laughs> I was not emotionally prepared for that question. Um, Rowan is the guest. I am the guest. Um, I'm absolutely <laughs> delayed to be here. Uh, if you haven't been listening, what are you doing with your life? Um, oh, nice. Just... Nice. Just start at the beginning and embrace the joy that is this podcast. I might be our <laughs> best awesome. guest host ever. 
<laughs> yeah, right, right up to number one right there. Yeah. All right. So first of all, Rowan, is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners before we get started? <laughs> I Excellent. just said that. Cool. And now Steve can splice that in, hopefully at the beginning and not at the end, although we know you won't. <laughs> I already know the blooper reel at the end of this one. Oh, this episode's going to be two hours I... long after the... Wow. 100%, 100% wandering too. Oh. Yeah, wandering, no kidding. God. <laughs> I should have taken another week off.